Off the Ball Daily. A home for your favourite podcasts from Off the Ball. It's over. I think it's done. I'm actually write a real revenge quiz for you, you know. Well, I mean, you've won on darts, one on hurling, one on football. You're the loser I've ever seen. Shambles. Subscribe to the Off the Ball Daily podcast feed right now. Lindsay Pete, we're at the launch of Lake Gale. This is great stuff. What a, what a day. It seems like it's a really enjoyable day for everyone. I, I saw you chatting to Tony Scullion in the corner. Was he asking you for advice on what he should do in the capital for today? He did, actually. I told him he was asking about the Guinness Tour Factory. I told him to do Jemison. I told him to stay around the local spots and not the touristy ones. And um, there's a cool afternoon tea uh, open bus tour uh, that'll bring him all around the city and give him all the history, which I think is great because um, us dubs have probably a bad name. So I want him to immerse himself in my beautiful city while he's here. Yeah, fair play. No, no one better to tell him where to go as well. So fair yeah. play on that. It must be a nice thing coming together today and, you know, the 80 year together, you're on the 22nd series of Lake Whale. There's something there that's bonding you all together. Listen, Tommy, to be honest, I am absolutely beyond uh, overwhelmed, humbled to be part of this like bespoke group of people. I know the longevity of the series, but when you really break it down, the amount of GA and inter-county players who have been all-stars, who've won all-Irelands, and you're in this really customised list of, especially when you look at female, the ladies footballers in the camogie, like I am beyond uh, humbled. So to get to see these people who you've you know reeling in the years or looking at historic games and now I'm beside them and I'm getting to see their personality and I think that's the undertone with the Laker Gales is that you see these players on the pitch or for myself on the court of the rugby pitch and you think they're one type of character and then you get to see the really lovely lovely people um, so yeah there's a fantastic group Alan Cairns there as well like um, Gaira Gaynor I've only met but like she's off to an Ironmans and I'm like wow you know so these are just fantastic people and it's it's just a great day. Well, Lindsay, when, when we were going through the, the little teaser earlier on, like I think your clips got the best reaction. So you have nothing to be worried about. Your Lake Regale is going to be absolutely phenomenal. The ultimate sports person. Like, come on, you've got soccer in your back pocket, international underage, you've got rugby union, you've played in a World Cup, no, numerous Six Nations, Gaelic football, basketball, international level. Like, you must be so proud to have all this come together and have this episode put together it's a powerful thing it was lovely Miriam was the the producer of mine Miriam Fitzsimons and I have to thank her and, and everyone at TG Carr and Nemeton and, and just choosing me to be one of the Laker Gales it's, it's phenomenal and you know I, I went through actually a lot of emotion um, going through my, my career and the fabulous people and coaches and uh, who I met and the connection and Sorka Furlong is involved and Denise Masson and Valerie Mulcahy and Mark Ingle but there's loads of coaches and even players I played against and played with even opposition and anyone who had a part of my journey it's an opportunity for me to say thank you my family my very close friends like anyone who who's just been involved in my life in some level so it was a lovely trip down memory lane um, probably some regrets as well like you know you take for granted these finals and medals I've won and like there's players there who haven't even been to finals let alone won All-Irelands um, I've won I've won most medals in the competition and sports I played in I think the O'Connor Cup has eluded me and obviously a World Cup or Six Nations but at the same time I was in the Grand Slam uh, showdown with England in 2017 before we went into a Holmore Cup so I've been extremely privileged and to look back and, and see what I've achieved it's it's amazing, but I have a lot of people to thank for that. For sure, and look, the silverware is so important, but there's such fine lines in sport. I'd imagine that the journeys that you've gone on, the teams, even when you haven't won, are still as important, and that'll probably shine through in the dock. 
Yeah, I think so. Like Denise Maston is one of the best captains I have served under, but stories she brought up about me and Neve McAvoy Sr., the jokes and the kind of witty backlash we gave each other, but I'd go to war with for any of those players as they would for me. So, yes, you're absolutely right. You've hit the nail on the head. Those silverware, will, they'll catch dust, but memories don't. And I'd like, I hope what shines through is the evolution of Lindsay Pete as a person because, uh, as you saw in my clip, I'm kicking basketballs, I'm smacking floors, I'm fouling Neve Dwyer who was a, tor- a thorn in my side for many years and was able to get into my psyche and that's probably the one thing where physically I'm very strong but mentally I was probably very weak over the years and that's something hopefully I've developed and I'm definitely a different person I'm a parent now and, and you know things are different and you have to look at things differently and you're trying to pass on the knowledge to young players and be a, a role model to them so if I'm a role model to one through this um, it's just been a joy to be honest that's really interesting and it's something I'd like to talk about like I would have always looked at the fire that you played with and maybe that that element of aggression has been a really positive thing and something that certain players have and that they can they can use that to drive themselves to maybe limits that others mightn't get to but you seem to be talking about it as if it maybe turned into a negative at times at times yes it was an Achilles heel so I remember Neve Dwyer just mentioned there we went up to play uh uh, league final with, with basketball it was up in Letterkenny new sports centre there it was fabulous and she came up and she smacked me on the face just tapped me on the cheek and she said best of luck today and that became then and that she got one over on me and then it became about Lindsay Pete instead of about the team so I was the point guard I was the leader and next of all I made a battle between me and her so I was gone from the word go so no not always was I it was, it was definitely something that was a positive for me you know I was able to take on players I was never fear, fearful of anything I'd rather give anything and look everything and lose then like leave something behind but at the same time sometimes the beast went in was you know the the hamster in the wheel is going so fast you can't actually make tactical decisions and sometimes maybe that let me down but it lets the best of sports people down like you're not infallible you're human at the end of the day and for me to stand here now and look back and say yeah that there was things that let me down but there's also great decisions I made I had great games I you know, in 2010, when we won our first National Cup um, with Mercy, I had the absolute privilege of being captain. Uh, I lifted that trophy for the first time for the club and I was MVP that day. And that's stuff that dreams are made for. But again, it's not about those trophies. It's about the players I made those memories with. And myself and Mark went on a long journey from when I was 16. You know, we had a lot of losses. And when those wins finally came, by God, did we celebrate, you know. No, absolutely. So many successes over the years as well. Uh, one of the things that we learn on Lake Regale, I suppose, is what happened off the pitch and and the things I suppose that shape you so what was it that shaped you as a person growing up and you know maybe when we're seeing that fire and you maybe learned how to tame it over the years where did that come from? Um, I suppose there was a transition in life where I went from being underage to then going National League and you know I probably was going through my own personal journey and struggling with that but on a lot of weight Uh, but I was still a very I suppose I had something to offer as an athlete and and a basketball player. And I had a tough year and I had a decision to make and it was on the back of a kind of uh, final down in Kerry. I hit a shot, but I spent most of the time on the bench and hit a big shot, a three-pointer at the end to kind of get us over the line. And it was kind of a reminder that I had an awful lot to give and it was my happy place and sport was something that really was going to add to me and bring me on on a personal developmental journey as well as something that I absolutely adored. And when we find passion in life, it brings out a lot of really good emotions even though I probably went around perfected a resting bitch face told people I wasn't emotional but I was one of the most most emotional players you'd probably come in contact with but I wasn't aware of that so kind of having some sort of self-awareness understanding that people 
I impacted people in my behaviours. Um, and when that kind of hit home, then I was able to try and tweak it. I'm still developing. Probably till the day I take my last breath, I'll still be reaching for that perfection. But listen, we're human, as I said. Uh, for sure. And I think that's a good thing to be aware of. And especially if you're taking steps into coaching, like those experiences and things that you've learned and reflections, a phenomenal wisdom to be able to pass on to younger players. Hugely. And now I have some insight into what was Lindsay Pete like at 20. Do I see, do, do, is that mirrored in some of the young players I coach? Maybe if they're not, what's their psyche? How do I get into them? Do they need a little bit more of a reassurance, a little bit of a softer tone, a le- lot less feedback, maybe a little bit of extra time on the pitch with just drills and maybe video clips and... I try and give clips to players where they have insight into it, where they can give me feedback rather than I'm telling them what the negative and positives are because I think it's nice to have intrinsic motivation to see exactly what you're doing really well and what you're doing, what, what we can tweak and you're always learning. Like I'm 43 now, I'm still playing Club Rugby Railway Union and I'm still learning and until you reach that threshold where you're not learning anymore then it's time to retire but it still brings excitement there's still always something to new I'm playing number eight it's a new position and now I'm bringing other players and using my experience into games for, to help their learn and one thing I'll probably pass on is try anything mistakes are really good they're really good for this growth mindset that we speak of you can't have a growth mindset if you're not willing to make mistakes to look at them and learn from them and move on so yes it's it's definitely I'm working on my emotional intelligence and uh, awareness when it comes to coaching well, I can't wait to see what you do in multiple sports <laughs> in coaching over the years uh, last question right I, and I can imagine just from chatting to you and you know uh, following your career over the years that whether it's soccer or rugby or football or basketball or snooker or darts or a game of chess or cards mm-hmm. competition is something you probably thrive on and love but I want to hear it what is that sport or that that ball maybe that you go to when you need a few minutes to kind of distress or or step out of it or you, it, it's that sport you'll always go back to it's your your number one it's like picking your favorite child but come on give me something uh probably basketball you know it's i love i love every single bit of the sports i played and there's probably sports out there i was talking to tony scully in there and his his young his eldest fella plays boxing and that's something i'd love to do but that's down the line but basketball has has built the foundations of my career um it's still a family i go back to i'll be involved with the national cup finals this weekend coming the excitement around that even for the semi-finals catching up on the media so they're probably the family i started with and they're still here they're always the first to text me if things you know best of luck or well done and that's not to take away from any of the other families I'm with but you know I'd still go shoot around and you know parts of this Laker Gale we went across the courts across my parents house where I grew up you know so the nostalgia and what brought back and what is it is it is it the the pickup nature of it is it is it the sound of the court the ball the feel of it like what is it that just kind of roots you in basketball the hit of the net the tricks you can do with the ball um, like I was a point guard I used to love how quick my hands could be with ball handle I used to love the non-look pass I love the excitement of it I love the speed of it the adrenaline how quickly um, I think someone made a comment about that had, like you could have 10 seconds left in a basketball game but you could st- and be losing and still win it and still have time left for the other team to get one shot off like time just stands still with basketball um, and it's such an exciting game so yeah it's something basketball is a very small family in this country but it's again I've used the word bespoke but it is an absolute bespoke you, you either love it and when you have the bug it never never leaves you you know it never leaves you and there's still players here Jackie Hurley still playing with Meteors you know there's like my sister still playing with Malahide I still actually when we were doing um, Noel Murphy walked through and Noel was involved with Mercy and his kids and Cholester and we're doing an interview for Laker Gale with Denise Masson and who walks through Clontarf uh, St. Anne's Park it's only Noel and 
you're always there you're always connecting with people and, and sport has brought me a very privileged journey with some amazing amazing people and memories and I can't thank you know that journey enough I, I can't wait to see your episode it's number three on the list just after Tony Scullion so you know a lot we'd to live up to pair, we? a dangerous pair me and Tony you'd be a good crack I'd say <laughs> Lindsay lovely chatting to you you too Tommy thanks very much Off the Ball Daily a home for your favourite podcasts from Off the Ball it's over I think it's done I'm actually write a real revenge quiz for you you know well I mean you've won on darts one on hurling you one on football you're the loser I've ever seen <laughs> subscribe to the Off the Ball Daily podcast feed right now